they're gone. They can watch it. They wa they're watching from the outside. There's oh, like okay. a screening room, yeah. Nice little setup. Your assistant's really chill, by the way. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> she's great. Okay, everybody, we are rolling into another episode of the Candace Owens Show. There's a pretty strict don't ask, don't tell policy when it comes to politics in Hollywood. Here with me to discuss, maybe I'll ask, maybe he'll tell, Mario Lopez. Welcome to the Candace Owens Show. Thank you for uh, having me, Candace. Good to be here. So what's it, what's it like just being... I don't even know if you're conservative, but I think that you do hold a lot of conservative traditions. I follow you on Instagram, and you Thank seem you to have a family following. that's very intact. Yeah, um, you're you're very big on family, the nuclear family. I would yes. say um, you have a wife that seems to adore you, kids um, that seem to really value you. You spend a lot of time with them. Your whole Instagram page is your children, which I love. Um, and that's that actually kind of seems to be the countercurrent in Hollywood. I would say. I mean, we're all about. Team Lopez, <laughs> I think it's all about the five F's is what I always say, like um, family, faith, food, yeah, right, there you go. <laughs> fitness, and fun. Right, yeah. You know, and so those, that, that's sort of, uh, not to be corny, but my brand, if you will. Right. And I think uh, uh, I, um, I, I try to encompass that in all areas of my, of my life. Um, but I don't. I don't have a problem saying I'm conservative. I don't know if I'd necessarily de declare myself having an, an allegiance to one party or the other. You know, I'm, I consider myself. Uh, I'm registered as an independent, but I am conservative, and I want to see. Um, I want to see everyone win. I want to see right. communities thrive. I think a large part of that is personal accountability. Right. Um, and so, being here in Hollywood, I, you know, didn't and growing up here really because I've been in the business since I was. Uh, 10 years old, right? And a uh, long time, <laughs> long time. <laughs> Still and look the same, everybody. Very sweet. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm first generation here. My parents are from Mexico and um, immigrated here and, and uh, still very much together. And I think anything I've ever, or I've been able to accomplish, I, I owe to my, my mom and dad and, um, and they instilled a strong work ethic and, and, uh, uh a strong sense of family and uh that's what i try to i try to you know constantly still make them proud even you know now so your family immigrated here from from mexico from mexico mm -hmm. okay and they immigrated here i'm assuming legally yes right. many years ago many many years <laughs> ago um and they instilled in new values you just brought up faith which is a big one for me because i always say and this is just i don't mean to be rude but whenever i land in la i feel like it's a godless city like it's a godless town where you know, people think of themselves as the gods I don't know why that's such a um, bad word now, and, and especially uh, uh, in in this community too. I mean, I know you're not supposed to. Uh, they say don't talk about politics or religions, and and like I said, I really don't ever talk about politics, as you know, right? Because I'm in the people. I'm in the people, and this is why I'm in the people business, right? Right. I'm in show right. business. So I'm in the people business, and I don't want to alienate anyone. Yeah. I want everyone to watch. Want to want to watch me, and uh, and and I think. Um, I think if you if you follow me though I'm not afraid to talk about my faith, um, but I think a lot of people for some reason it's I don't know why it's become so polarizing, you know. And and I was thinking just like I don't know how it came up the other day, but I was talking to somebody and and um, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, came up, and I said you know one one of my favorite things about him is that he came from a place of faith. Right. If he came around today, I think he'd be a polarizing figure. 
or I don't even know if he'd be able to achieve the things or the, or the heights that he that he had because of because he was faith based, right? Which is um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre thing to think that talking about faith and talking about family alienates people. Like, yeah. I don't want to alienate different people by saying that I believe in God and I value my family, right? And I think a lot of the problems that we have stem from the not having that, unfortunately, the, that nuclear family and having that 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 base of and um, foundation of a, a strong family or having an infrastructure that's maybe faith based. I mean, that's an opinion, obviously, but I. I I think a lot stems from that. I, I think it's true. So I, I kind of have been on both sides. So I, I, I think I alienate people now, which is bizarre because I came from a more liberal position. I, I, was, I wasn't so conservative um, when I was a teenager. Right. And I, mean, I don't think any of us are really. I think as I've grown older, too, I mean, I came from a strict Catholic family, but as I've grown older, I, I, and I was, you know, I was, I was a all boy growing up and learned a lot of my lessons uh, the hard way, but I think I learned them. And as I got older, I started building more spiritual muscle too. And I, and I became, you know, you start growing up. Right. That's exactly <laughs> that's right. Exactly, you start growing yeah, up. Yeah. I think, and that's true. There is a component of being young that sort of attaches you to liberalism because you're experimenting and you want to feel like you can try everything. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately what I always tell people is I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. So as I became more conservative and and sort of had this return back to faith and a return back to family and really valuing those things, I became a happier person. And it's bizarre to me that this is considered co so controversial when I read about myself. I mean, if I had just switched my affiliation and, and said I was a liberal, I think Hollywood would love me. <laughs> I think I'd be celebrated. I think I'd be on every late night talk show. But because I say that I believe in faith and I believe in family, suddenly I'm not, I can't be mass market. Like they, they, and I, that's something that's really hard for me to understand. Like what is being disrupted when you tell people that you b believe in faith and believe in family? Why is that such a tough pill to swallow, especially in Hollywood? I think we're afraid to, well, I shouldn't say we, Hollywood is afraid to offend, even though I'm part of that community, are, I guess. You are, <laughs> But I don't know, I always think of myself, I don't look at myself as like a Hollywood guy, even right. though I'm, you know, I'm a kid from Chula Vista, which is a couple hours south, border town, there to Tijuana in Mexico. And, and it's a world of difference here from Hollywood in LA. But my parents are still down there, my family, my friends, they're all still down there. And people that I surround myself with are all people that I've been with since I was a kid. So I know who's here for me and, and it helps me put things in perspective. But I, I think we've become now, uh, Hollywood is a, a society where everyone's afraid to offend and incredibly politically correct. And for a creative community, I think that's, it's very dangerous too. And it, and it limits you and, and stymies those creative juices and and as far as telling stories and having conversations and it's it's it's, it's sort of frustrating to see from um from the outside so that's why it's better for to not even go there right um my friends know i think my my family and and like i said <coughs> bless you Thank and you. i think people who uh who who follow me and stuff but uh it is interesting to to see for a party that or a community that's supposed to be all about inclusivity um and diversity um, they're with you unless it's diversity of thought. Right. Or unless right? they want you, you to look different, but think the same. Like they're okay if everybody looks different, but they, but as long as they are in lockstep and they think the same. And I and I agree with you that I think it it runs counter to creativity. So mm -hmm. when I grew up, I used to watch all of the stand up comedians. Right. And uh, Chris Rock. Bigger. There was one bigger and blacker. 
Mm-hmm. It's comedic gold. Right. He's right. so offensive in that. Go back and watch it. He's making fun of school shooters. Like he's yeah. like, there's definitely going to be a white guy. That's a white crime, right? Mm-hmm. And he's in the room and he's mocking people for being white, for being black, for being Hispanic. And everyone's cracking up. And what people miss about this, this culture of being so sensitive, is that when you're able to mock everyone and mock yourself, it actually brings you closer. Yeah, right? You stop taking yourself so seriously. And comedians, I'd be the I'd, I'd be so apprehensive of wanting to get into comedy right now because you feel so handcuffed. Right. And now you like the situation with Kevin Hart a while back, and we knew he's going to host the Oscars, and then he, for something he said, and that's another slippery slope when you start going back years. Thank Scary. God, <laughs> my bachelor years and all that was pre-social media. Right. To be done. Oh my God! Right. I can't even imagine right. all the stuff. So that's a very scary situation. You know, I, I think about like future presidents and our future leaders. Um, they're all going to have pictures or, or videos of something not necessarily that's all. Because I, 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 that's just the way kids are now, right? That right. Everything's documented. And there's going to be moments of when you're silly and maybe you weren't so proud of. And that's going to come back to haunt them. And that's just a very slippery slope. And and uh, I, I think it's it's it, it backfires. No well, what do you what. think about that? Because you, now you're raising kids in this climate. Yeah. So does that make you hesitant to allow them to be on social media? That's a big question I think parents have to ask themselves. Mm-hmm. Am I going to allow my child to have social Social media, okay, sure, they're going to eventually, but when? When? Well, mine are still, fortunately, very small. They're going to grow fast. They're going <laughs> to grow really fast. Yeah, no, I know. I know. But so I've got a minute to, to, to get it together. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's inevitable that right. they're going to be in uh, uh, social media is just part of our, our fabric now. And I think if you monitor it um, and you're united as parents, which is always very um, important, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. um, as long as you're united, and there's a lot of conversations, healthy conversations going on, um, and again monitored. Then I think, I th- I, then I think you'll be all right. I think if you try to shield and hide and all, then I think, look, you, you, it's it is what it is. So you, you might as well have conversations about it and start um, pointing out what's right, what's wrong, how you carry yourself, and that's like a little gentleman, a little lady, and and talk about consequences of your choices and all that. Then I think, then I think you'll be all right. I'm, I'm not one to shield, protect my kid. I I don't not I don't want uh I don't, I'm not a everyone get a ring kind of guy right. or you know my kids uh my son is, as you know because I know you follow me um he's into wrestling he's into uh, jujitsu and he's in all these individual sports which I really like because I think it teaches you. Well, there's no team in life, right? There, there are a lot of, it, of great qualities you learn from team sports too. But I've always been partial to individual sports because there is no team in life. You rely on yourself. Um, when you're out there, you're completely vulnerable, and it's all about you. You you lose; it's your fault. You win, though; it's all you, and it's all your glory, and you have no one else to blame. And I just think that's it's character building. Right, and we're all gonna die alone. Yeah, exactly. You you <laughs> learn confidence, your discipline, and all attributes that can help you as a, as an individual. I actually do want to talk a little bit about some of the activities that your son is into because they're very boyish, right? He's yeah, wrestling, he's, he's doing jujitsu, my brothers, jiu-jitsu. my yeah, my yeah. cousins did all that stuff too. Okay. And a lot of weird trends come out of Hollywood. And well, this so is, does dad, this, by the way. That's why I'm all, if I keep going like this, my back is, <laughs> yeah. a, sucks getting old, Candace. Everything hurts. Yeah. I still well, act. You push it, you push like it 20, hard. Yeah, but yeah. gosh, yeah, exactly. So I, I just have, turned 30, so it's all. Oh my God, you're a baby. It's all downhill from here. Happy birthday, I know you did. Thank you. But happy birthday, please. 
is. But so there are some weird trends. And one of the weirder ones for me, at least to try to process, is this new trend where celebrities are coming out. And I know Charlize Theron did this a few a few weeks ago and saying that their child is picking their gender. And this is strange to me just because I, and they say, oh, I looked at my child. My child was swimming in a bathtub and looked up and said, mommy, I'm a boy. And that's weird to me because even though I'm not a parent, I nannied for uh, five years of my life. And the things that come out of children's mouth, like they are just, they say whatever in the moment. You don't yeah. know what they've seen on TV, what got in their head. Right. And I've had children say they were mermaids. I've had children say <laughs> yeah. they could fly right. and jump off of a staircase. And thank God I caught him, right? Because he yeah. thought he could be Superman. And so I'm trying to understand this new Hollywood mentality where they just think that their children now uh, have the mental authority and uh, and – and I am trying clarity. to understand it myself. And please don't lump me into that whole. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I see you're not doing that in your household. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of blown away too. And um, look, I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously. And I think if you come from Maybe a place, you should though, because you yeah. seem to be doing something <laughs> right. Well, thanks. You know, and I always say, if you come from a place of love, you, you know, you, you really can't go wrong. But at the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way, you're, you're, you're you think you're a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be. I, I I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make that determination then, okay, well, then you're going to be a boy or a girl, whatever the case may be. And it's it's sort of alarming. And my gosh, I just think about the repercussions later on. Right. And, and uh, To me, I just see depression because I, when I was uh, in fifth grade, I don't know, it was this weird thing in fifth grade where me and my girlfriend, Molly, like we just, we were tomboys. Like, we just were like, we're tomboys now. So we'd wear like baggier pants, the cargo pants were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried to make my voice a little bit deeper. <laughs> One year, went to middle school and everything was fine, you <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs> it was just a phase. And I hadn't gone through puberty yet. Like, you can't make a decision about your sexuality when you're three years old. I was in well, fifth grade. Well, that's just it. I don't think you're – when you're a kid, I – you know, I, at least when I was a kid, I remember kids still think my daughter still – some boys have cooties and that's it. You know what right. I mean? They're so – I don't think they, they – they're – you don't know anything about sexuality yet. You're, you're just a kid. Right. And so then it, making that determination so young, right. I just see – like, if my parents, when I – was like, I'm going to be a boy today, shaved mm. my head, mm. and we're like, that's, you've made the decision. No, I right. can't even imagine how depressed I'd be once I went through puberty, once I started liking guys, yeah. and then having made up my mind when I was in fifth grade. And I think that's that's a really scary trend that we're seeing coming out of Hollywood right now. And at the core of it, to me, seems like narcissism, like virtue signaling. Like you just want to say, I'm so tolerant and I'm so accepting that whatever my kid wants to do, they can do. Yeah. I, I think as parents need to allow their kids to be kids, but at the same time, you got to be the adult in the, right. <laughs> in the situation. Pause with that. And I think the formative years is when you start having those discussions and really start making these declarations and um, it's, it's way too young for some of these other I, – I just personally think it's just way too young. To yeah, start we're not these. psychologically there when we're three years old. At no. least I certainly wasn't. And then no. another thing, and it's not just with the children. I think I read something else, and it, I don't – it might have been on TMZ or something, but who I love, by the way. I love Zoe Saldana. I've, I've been such a fan of her uh -huh. for a very long time, and she gave mm -hmm. an interview where she said that in her household, they just switch roles. So you mean they raise them like genderless? No, or? the has her and Mark Perico just switch roles. So she says that she does the manual labor and like the elect, 
wires electricity or mounts the TV and he will do the dishes and stuff just because her children uh, were wrestling one day and said, oh, we're, we're boys, we want to be strong. So they wanted to teach their children um, that roles could just be reversed and that sort of a thing. And I thought to myself, well, they seem to have been being boys wrestling, got boys wrestle. I think that's okay. And I almost think that that's confusing. I just, I just think children are being confused. And well, it's like I said, I, cause I know other parents who have certain parenting styles that I necessarily uh, don't agree with, but I do know they're, they're, they're good people and they're coming from a good place. Right. I, and I don't think a, they're bad people. No, I don't think that. Yeah. And so, you know, certain, well, certain people that I know, I don't agree necessarily with their styles, but, um, and, and that's a, that's a conversation you never want to get into. You'll see as parents, like right. you never, Hey, have you ever thought about it? It's very <laughs> defensive and it goes south real quick. Friendship it's, over. Yeah. It's sort yeah, it's sort of like if you're buddies with someone and you really don't like the person they're dating. Right. And then they they break up for a hot minute and they come up and they start venting a little bit and you're like, I never liked that person anyway. But then you know ten minutes later they're gonna or yeah, a week later they're gonna get back up and then it makes it awkward and super weird. Super awkward. So it's weird. I just you know, I worry about what goes on at Casa Lopez? Right. <laughs> Focus on uh, on me and mine, and, uh, and what about play dates? God bless them. What about play dates? You know what I'm saying? Like, so if I had a child, yeah. and I know that in this household they're just confusing people and saying, "Hey, in this room yeah, you can yeah. pick your gender," I'd be like, mm, "Maybe yeah, stay at Casa Lopez." Yeah, they don't kick it with those kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know I mean? it's just a little bit confusing <laughs> yeah, for children. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, you know, my kids again, um, um, they go to Catholic school, and I wanted a faith based education, and they're very clear. A lot of these other schools, they don't. Catholic school keeps it real, and <laughs> this is the way it is. Right. And yeah. you know, I love the, the about uh, uniforms and um, and structure. Again, and structure and the whole soul. You know, that's, yeah, that's I think the that that's there. kind of where you have to go. I think yeah. my children are going to go to Catholic school, yeah. or go to, yeah, go to a super religious school because I, I I really do think that the trend is is actually harming children. I'm super protective over children. I think it's it's it, it's a beautiful time to be a child, and you should allow your child to experiment. But to the degree that it has gotten to in society. I just think it's kind of we're burning the place down a bit. Well, I think you see it in in um, Hollywood, and and obviously they have the platform to sort of uh, promote that that trend. That trend, yeah, right. exactly. I don't know if it's catching on everywhere, but um, you are you are seeing it, which is surprising. Yeah, right. And what about? I'm going to ask you about this sort of I call it radicalized feminism, but all of these sort of movements that we're seeing um, that are just. Believe women, hashtag believe women and those sorts of things, which kind of came from Hollywood. Like, you know, were you supportive of those movements when they first came out or did you kind of just want to wait back and see what happened with it? Like, it's got to be so interesting to be conservative in the midst of a very liberal Hollywood yeah. town. I think blanket statements um, or hashtags like believe women, which the first time I heard it, I think it was during the uh, uh, the Blasey Ford and Kavanaugh situation, I think, right? right? Um, and I think that's... Again, a very a, a dangerous um, uh, hashtag because uh, people dangerous lie. Because <laughs> that's what it was. Hashtag <laughs> right, believe right, women, it was, right? It was, and it was trending. And right. I just I think that's dangerous because people lie, and sometimes those people are women. And God forbid you have a son out there, and and uh, a girl may have felt a certain way about a situation, dismissed, hurt, whatever, and is feeling vengeful and just decides to tell a, a certain story that's not exactly true, Right. come back and really hurt that individual. And if we're just supposed to assume she's telling the truth without any sort of um, proof, evidence, and then that's, that's 
incredibly dangerous. It is. It is. And you know? it's scary just because I, th I think for me, I don't have to. And the other yet. way around, too. You can't just believe, believe men. men either. I, yeah, I wouldn't believe just, men. I wouldn't no, believe, no. hashtag believe dogs. You I might be hashtag believe cats. Yeah. I love cats. I don't think my cat has ever told a lie. Okay. See, I'm allergic <laughs> to cats. I can't kick with cats. But <laughs> right. I have great respect for cats. <laughs> right. Cats serve a big purpose. They do. Yeah. Over in Australia, they're trying to kill millions of them. No. They're, they're, you haven't read that? No. So they're trying to get rid of like two, three million cats because they've decimated. The four, birds. Because, yeah, a bunch of species. Right. No, I told, yeah, I told my fiance, he cats couldn't are believe like stone me. Cold I'm killers. like, no, I don't think you understand. Stone cold killers. They have taken away like 26,000 <laughs> species of birds. He was yeah. like, that's impossible. North Carolina, too, was really, I yeah. did a thing on my radio, too. She was like, dang, cats are like <laughs> they gangster. Are. They are. They're <laughs> totally hardcore. gangster. People, I'm, I'm super into cats. I don't want to go on a dark hole on this because <laughs> I love my cats so much and they are the most fascinating creatures the entire they world. They are. They serve a purpose, at least. Yeah. Dogs just kind of, Yeah, they will run, they will indeed run the world one day. I think so. I think I'm really impressed with you because I think that there actually needs to be more people like you where people find me to be polarizing. Like, I don't know why. I just, I'm black, I'm conservative. And I, I think I just say a lot and it shocks people. But I think with you, you're kind of in this place where you're in the middle where people like you on both sides. And that that's a, a great position to be in where you can talk to conservatives. And you're like, look, I'm conservative. I speak to conservatives. You're not exactly flamethrowing or making people feel like they can't be liberal. Um, but I think that you, you, you should use your platform more because there needs to be more of a normalizing of the the political discussion. Well, I thank you, first of all. And um, I agree. I, I think there does need to be. Unfortunately, I think you suffer consequences in this business if you don't fall in line. Now, I'm not shooting from the top of my, you know, screaming from the top of my lungs, you know, hey, I hate Trump and all this. And, and, and so, and if, unless you're doing that, then you're not really kind of in the club or or celebrated. And so I just don't, like, I, I just choose not to go there. But I think right. by not going there, people know. And then I think when I talk about my faith or maybe the way I carry myself or try to lead by or live by example, um, in my own way, I think that's the, the, best I can do without damaging any right. sort of right. future employment or business opportunities. Right. Unfortunately. That's, that is, that's really sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? But 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 like I like on 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 my podcast, which you came on. Right. And people gave me some sometimes a hard time and I said, I want to talk to everybody. You know what I mean? I want to talk to people that I find incredibly smart, fascinating, that I'm intrigued by. I mean I've had yourself, but at the um I had uh, uh, Julian Castro come right, right so right. Uh, to, you know what I mean uh, um Don Lemon was on but then uh you know right had Tucker Carlson so I'd have I love people from all both sides which is great and I want to talk to and that's what I think is so important Candice and I unfortunately maybe social media has played a huge role because you you now fall into these certain think tanks and and you segregate yourself with like-minded people and you don't have to get into certain discussions or provoke thought or see the other side or maybe right. open up your mind because you can just kind of stay in your own little bubble which is sad but i want to talk to everyone i want to hear all sides i want to be i always want to learn right you and know? I think it's fascinating. So for me, I, there's never been a liberal that I wouldn't sit across the table from. You know, I, I yeah. was a liberal. So how it would be completely wrong of me and ridiculous to say, oh, they're just so wrong. I can't even hear from you because people people change. People evolve. People hold certain positions for reasons that you might not even know. You sure. know, so yeah. I've been, I, wanna, I always want to know, why, why do you think that way? Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Let me, okay. Then makes it, it might open my mind up to something else. And we so. called it, by the way. You and I called it on your podcast before it was out. The Jesse Smollett thing was all going to fall apart. Yeah. Boy, we were really right about that. Yeah. We were totally right about that. He, he's 
sticking to it, though. No, that's <laughs> hey, Which I kind of respect. He's right? resilient. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to give that. He's, <laughs> he's right. resilient. But that was a fascinating um, situation in in that he the, the way it, it, it went down and people were so quick. And even on my show, because that crossed into the line entertainment, right? Cause he was an actor. And I said, are we, you know, we, we gotta be, be careful here with his, we got alleged and all, and all. And when he was talking about his attack and everything, and I said, let's just be careful because even the producers are so quick to sort of, for lack of a better word, celebrate right. the confirmation bias. Right. Exactly. So right. I said, wait, hold on, let's pump the brakes and let's just report in what of what he's was he's alleging and let's just see it let's see it all play out because it sounds I got he got a little too too creative with his narrative. Right. He's right. <laughs> way too many props. Got a little too creative. The I said Subway this, sandwich. I said my man is not a good producer. Right. No, when he produced this little <laughs> little episode right here I said, whoa I said, had he not gotten so creative, <laughs> he might have been, okay. been all right. He might have been okay. Right? <laughs> he might have been all right, but he got a little too creative. Right. Picked too, the wrong night, too. It was super right, right, cold. Right, right. And I can tell you, black people, we yeah. do not like the colds. So, like, for us just be strolling around, we would have used Seamless, some app to order food. Like, right. we're not going on a polar vortex right. for a sandwich. Like, that's, what, that's what got me. I was like, hold on, hold on. We don't really do that. Right? Yeah, like at three in the morning. And it's cold. It's, Chicago cold is next level cold. Yeah, for, so, I was like, whoa, yeah. you know. But, um, it's very sad when you think about it, it because that was, I think, a perfect example of how victimhood is celebrated here. It is. And that's a big, big problem is, is, and that's what's, you know, what's going on at the, um, and I see, what is there, 22 candidates now in the, in the Democratic 22. field? I'm like, I'm trying to think, okay, how do you, I'm interested to see the debates or the upcoming debates when they happen, because how are they distinguishing themselves? Everyone's sort of saying the same thing. And America like, sucks. Everybody's racist. Everybody's sexist. Right, vote for me. Right. And they're trying to out radicalize the other. Yeah. People in prison should vote. And they should be whoa. 16 years old. And like, whoa, 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 whoa <laughs> right. wait, Three year olds should vote. They can pick their gender. Why can't they pick yeah, their president? So whether how you feel or whatever the party, I mean, let, can we all agree if you lose your right to society, you shouldn't have the right to vote? And I know. Tell, you know? I, I know. Mean, that like, is radical. I mean, that is actually radical. radical. Or lowering it to 16. You barely can drive. Or maybe, and then, but you well, there's want a reason for that because uh, you listen. My if thought anything, on that. I think that, they should be older. <laughs> I think they should be older, and I agree with you on that. Yeah. I, I don't. I think that it should be older because I just think of how politically ignorant I was. Because the thing is, is that until you start paying bills, right, and right. still you're actually a functioning member of society, your viewpoint on how society should be is utopian. It's a utopian concept of like, if you ask a three year old, "Hey, do you think everything should be free? You should have to pay." Three year old's gonna say, "We should have everything should be free." Right. And and that's really what they're selling, but you can't sell that to an adult. An adult's gonna have some questions, like, wait a minute, right? Mm -hmm, <laughs> like yeah. how how can everything be free? But a sixteen year old who doesn't really have a concept of how life works and they kind of swipe their mom's credit card, it becomes easier to sell these concepts. And I think that that's what we're seeing. It's it's becoming radicalized and there's something to me that's a bit um, predatorial about it. Like, like we're just, well, we're going to have to go after the kids because we, these policies don't work, but kids don't understand that policies don't work. Yeah. And, 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 uh, adults know that nothing's really free. Right. So someone's going to pay, he's going to have to pay. So, and then it's interesting too, because, uh, a very diverse field and that's what they, you know, the left's always preaching the diversity and, you know, we have women and we have, uh, uh, uh people of color in the party and, and, um, uh, with Pete uh, Buttigieg, you know, a gay guy coming in and the right. whole. But at the end of the day, now Biden's leading the older white guy, <laughs> older rich white right. guy, you know, and then uh, Bernie Sanders second. And Bernie Sanders second, yeah. yeah. So it's very interesting to see how that all plays out. Who do you, do you think Biden ends up getting um, the nomination? 
No. Really? I don't think he ends up getting nominated. I think what they're doing with him is the same thing they did with Hillary, where they're pretending like suddenly the polls say he's going to win and mm. this is this is it and then some weird stuff is going to happen because he is establishment, right? So he's got the the media is going to get behind him and we're going to believe that he's the best candidate. Um, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure. I think maybe maybe Bernie. Interesting. He might because he'll get AOC's wind and she'll get she'll stand behind him. But I don't know. Bernie might have messed up though with the prison thing. With the prison thing, yeah. yeah I don't think the situation in Venezuela helps right. either. It was, it's not a good look for don't socialism. Don't worry. Theirs is going to be different. <laughs> right, right. They're not going to start plowing people down until right, you know right. three months in. So yeah. That, so you know that not that not being a good look for socialism is not right. Right. I know. A, I, I know. And that's the thing is just that. I do believe that as Americans, we are we are extremely uneducated, and and the problem is is that very few countries. America might be the only country that you can get on a plane for six hours and still be in America. Mm. And unfortunately, so many people are not well traveled. So one of the blessings of of my early twenties is that I traveled to so many different countries, right. and and traveling and seeing the way other people live really makes you love your country. That's a such bit an excellent more. point. And listen, America, look, okay, whatever problems we may have, believe me. <laughs> way better off and when it's the best country in the world that is not just hyperbole it really is the greatest place in the world it is. and when you travel you really appreciate, you really appreciate it, it and you really get it right no matter what issues right and, and they'll say oh well you know we're not the best in the world and people are passing engineering tests at a higher rate in china or, or in india and i'm like do you want to live in india yeah. no okay so maybe there's a different metric maybe there's a different way that we're measuring to determine what makes a country great everyone wants to come here mm -hmm. at the same time that you're calling us a racist sexist misogynist society you're demanding that we open our borders and let everybody in but what is it that we have that everybody wants to come in um to receive mm -hmm. right and i don't think it's handouts i think it's opportunity you're, and I you're, fight you're, to protect those opportunities. You're exactly right. I mean, I'm an example of that, right? Coming here and and um, um, being first generation, and I, I don't think I'd be able to do what I was uh, fortunately been able to do if if um, it wasn't here, right? And to, and to have these opportunities. When you were rattling off all those um, labels, uh, it, those words have gotten to the point where they almost mean nothing. They mean nothing. Now. They mean nothing. It's sad. And you know, it's, it is. I was just going to say that, and it's kind of sad now because there's just so off the cuff and flippant right. when they're disagree just, with me, racist. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't see it my way, sexist. Right, exactly. And yeah. and and it it what it does is, and something that Dennis Prager always talks about is it actually cheapens evil. Where now, if you are a racist, you can get away with it because they're mm. calling everybody racist. Right. So when somebody says this guy's racist, it's like, well, they said Candace is a racist. I'm being called a white supremacist. I mean, this is really this is really where we've gotten That's in society. Funny. That's funny. Yeah. Where I read headlines. <laughs> that say that, yeah. you know, the first ever black white supremacist. And I'm just trying. Isn't that a Dave Chappelle skit? <laughs> they call me that. They call Dave me Chappelle Clayton Bigsby. Yeah, Clayton Bigsby. Right? He was funny. I like Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> that skit could never fly today, by the way. Right, right, could right. Could never fly today. Exactly. A lot of the comedy. Could never fly today. Go yeah. watch any of those things that we used to laugh at. If you even laughed at that skit, like we just laughed, they would have you labeled. They would say crazy? this isn't yeah. funny because everyone's so sensitive and they can't take a joke. And it's, it's problematic because, being, like I said, being able to laugh at one another that's what brings us together yes. like cuz we there are stereotypes and there's truth in comedy and and I wonder if it's affected like TV land with all the old shows that they've been cuz if if they're falling into these cuz obviously with all the repeats who like to watch but that's interesting we'll have to check that out but you're right and I was having that discussion the other day too is you can't laugh at the same thing and you're almost afraid to laugh and for fear of Simpsons they got yeah. rid of the the Indian guy Yeah well, that's right they that's got right. rid of him they and are it's going so back It's weird how this generation 
and the millennials now who were raised on a show like Family Guy, right, which was so politically incorrect but funny, and all the stuff that becomes so sensitive. Right, I love, I love, love, love Family Guy and yeah. South Park and Family Guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. I don't know when it happened though, because I would say honestly, it happened over the last 10 years because when I was in high school it wasn't like that and then suddenly by it, the was, time I, it was the last yeah it was just the last and then it got years. crazy and I, I actually can't pinpoint where exactly it came from or where we became so sensitive it's gotta be social media though right because just Maybe. the it's given these people I've... to a platform to really be vote before they just sort of cry and complain to their, themselves and their friends but right. now they'll find other people and they'll gain a little momentum and it becomes buzzy I, I, I got to imagine, I got to, that, there's, there's so many wonderful things about social media, there's so many wonderful things about get, getting the news so quick and staying in touch and people are funny on right. that. But then at the same time, God, there's such a bad side and dark right. side to it. But the, I'll tell you, the, the good news is that this younger generation, Generation Z, Mm -hmm. uh, they have they are so not politically correct it's insane hmm. it's it's really bizarre like i'm just like i don't know where this came from maybe because millennials were so politically correct yeah. that they just came wanting to be the exact opposite they're the meme culture so all of these memes that you're seeing right. online that are like right. mocking people i mean they love to offend and i'm like thank you yeah yeah thank you you young kids i don't know where it's coming from but they are yeah. uprising and generation z they're really conservative because i spent a lot of time on on you know traveling traveling nation oh that's that's good to hear god bless because memes are funny memes uh, I'll so go down funny. a rabbit hole and start looking. At right, they're so, <laughs> funny. so funny. Yeah, I'm I'm memed a thousand times on the internet. I love. I even love a good meme about myself. Yeah, and I'm like, appreciate thank it. you. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like people. I love people make fun of me. I'm exactly. like, actually, that was I've really. I've seen a couple of myself too. I was like, hey, that's yeah, good. Right, yeah, that's actually really good. And yeah. it makes things it makes things really really funny. And that's what I I'm hoping as a society that we can return to that we can just start being able to laugh at ourselves and not demonize people for having a different perspective and not making people feel feel fearful, especially in the climate of Hollywood that you're life is going to be over if you say something like i believe in god right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? no i agree i agree i i look forward to being able to um have discussions with with people who have different viewpoints on a, a platform that others can see and create i'm about to, I, I i'm there's going to be some new gigs coming up where there are uh, um the platforms will be a, a little bit different where i am going to be able to give much more opinion in, in point of view. So I think through that people might be, to your point earlier, be able to see like, oh, okay, he he's a little different maybe from the other. But like I think you'll survive it. Like you're very likable. You have oh, a, yeah, you have a quality where you're very likable. And I think that you've been around now for so long and people have known you for so long that it, it makes it hard. I mean, I say that by the way, and they did celebrate Donald Trump until he ran. So I could be completely wrong here. And they'll be like, ah, I forgot the whole time. Mario's a racist, sexist, right? <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I do think that somehow you'll, you'll survive it because um, they love you and, and you're around people all the time. And some of the people that, the thing that breaks my heart is that they were celebrities that I loved, mm -hmm. right? Like I used to love Ellen DeGeneres. Like she, she was such a light and I, I was, she used to, you know, bring, bring forth issues that were super important. And the number one people that harassed me on Twitter are her producers. Uh. Like the most tall, I'm like, this must be the most tolerant show that I grew up with. I used to watch and be like, ah, like a, you know, a hug from an Ellen show, an episode of the Ellen show. And then our producers are like, 
you know, so mean to me. And I think it's sad. And I'm I'm fine with it, but I think it's sad for the people that that are under me, that are part of these movements, like my movement Blexit, that say I just want I want to be black and be able to think differently, to feel that they are not accepted and they are not welcome and they are boxed out by the people that they spent their entire childhood celebrating. People would not be in the positions that they are in today if it wasn't for those people buying their CDs. You know, when when somebody turns around and says, All my fans are racist, right? I'm like, Do you realize you live in a country that's majority white? Like, do you think that Eminem, who did you think was buying your albums? Mm-hmm. Like just black, the 13% of black people is what got you to where you are. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I can't wrap my head around. Like you, everything that Hollywood has Most of the hip-hop is music, thanks yeah. to the racist, sexist, misogynist Americans. And they don't honor that by being more tolerant or accepting of different viewpoints. I like people. Like I'm a people person. I like people. I like being a host because I like being a host in real life. I'm the same guy that's, if I'm hosting uh, a party at my house, barbecue, game night, whatever. That's the same guy that you're going to hear on the radio or be, be on TV. So I like people. I like learning about people. I like hearing different backgrounds. I like I, I, having different uh, um, viewpoints with people and and, and, and hearing their, their stories. And I think if you generally are a, a people person, then you're going to be open to the differences. And, and um, I, I may not agree with them, but, it, but it's okay. At least have a respect them. That's the thing. We we become you, you don't have to agree with everyone. You shouldn't. You, don't, you shouldn't agree you with shouldn't. you shouldn't. Yeah. You, don't, you can have a difference of opinion, but you should at least be courteous enough to to hear, listen to to listen, hear them out and and uh respectful enough to to have be able to have a discussion. That For, that's the problem because we're not there anymore. Where do you think we're headed though? Are well, you I'm optimistic not, or pessimistic about I'm always the eternal optimist. I am too. <laughs> you know, I'm the eternal optimist. So I'm I'm thinking it can only this can only last so long because people are kind of getting tired, tired. and oh. it's it's very taxing and and it's it's draining. It's like enough, you know. At the end of the day, look, like, pe- everything's racist. Right, oh, right. I have to hate air today. Right. Like <laughs> people, you know, care. They they want to know about the economy. They want to know about healthcare. They want to know about immigration. They want to know about things that are going to affect them. This opioid crisis, real issues and real. At the end of the day. My gosh, how many times are we going to go back to court and uh, discuss the, the election and all this? It's like, let's move on. Let's talk about things that people really care about and what's important to them. Um, and that's the discussions we should be having. Right, right. And, and, I, and look, those I are the policies Trump. Should be I'm tired on. of talking about Trump. Like that, Even the people that support him are just, is there anything else going on in the world but Donald Trump? That's my question. Is there anything else when you turn on the news that is going on other than Donald J. Trump? And it seems like the answer is no. And I think that because fatigue is starting to set in, um, we will see. That's especially, what it is. It's, I think it's fatigue. It's fatigue. It's fatigue. Yeah, yeah. It's, a bit, it's a bit of fatigue. But I think that I'm hoping that if he gets reelected, they'll say to themselves, I just gave it four years of my best right. emotional, like, <laughs> right, 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 I right. need a break. I, I think so, too. And I was actually saying that. And look, I, you know, I always say, like, if, if, you, if you fly on a plane, right, I'm rooting for the pilot. Right, right. <laughs> I'm rooting for the pilot. I don't care if that pilot's Republican, Democrat, whatever. I want him to land safely. I want us all to arrive and get to our destination. Right. Right now, President Trump's the pilot. Rooting for him, want us all to arrive safely. Right. Want us all to get to get to our destination. Felt the same way when Obama was in office. Exactly, it felt matter. the same way President Obama. So the same thing. You got to, you got to, and so you're doing yourself a disservice, and the, your community is a disservice. The country, if you're always kind of fighting it, you got to plow ahead and focus on what's important. All right. Well, I hope that you are going to be the solution, the Hollywood solution, to get people to kind of normalize it, bring people together, maybe host a dinner. 
right? That's what you should do. You should host a dinner. I like dinner parties. Right? You should, right, dinner right. Parties. Just like staunch <laughs> people on the left, staunch people on the right, and show yeah. them that everyone's just a human being, even though yeah. we have different opinions. Yeah. Okay, so we wrap up every episode where okay. you have to launch a vibration into the world. So you have to look into this camera. Okay. Okay, we put two minutes on the clock. Ooh. And then you get to say, like, whatever your perspective is, I'm Mario Lopez, and if I could descend, if I could put out one message to the world, this is what it would be. Are you ready? He's got. He's got a time. Right, 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 right. Wait, two minutes. Yeah, I got you, two get, minutes? you get. You get. Yeah, a long time. You, you, you can use as much or as little as you want of okay, it. Okay. All right. Ready, set, go. Hey, I'm Mario Lopez, and uh, listen, I I just want people to be able to uh, have discussions with one another, be open minded, um, uh, work hard, stay focused, do the right thing. And I think the right things will happen uh, for them. So um, with that said, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. You know, God bless everyone and uh, hope to be back and see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> I just want good things to happen. Yeah, I want good things to happen. I want, you know, I want I, like, people, I think if they work on themselves and are, are better people and, and take care of their own household and then from there maybe getting involved in the community, then that's, that's, Jordan that's, Peterson that's what Jordan Peterson says. He says, Jordan Peterson. Have you had him on your show, Dr. Jordan Peterson? No, I haven't. But I'm so he it. says, clean your room first. Clean your room first. Clean exactly. Room. You could have stolen his there. whole line, right? Yeah, you we'll see. Like, <laughs> him and I are like that. I didn't even but know. It's I stole true. It. It's, yeah. it's clean your room first. Like yeah, clean exactly. up your life first, and then everything else will get better. Exactly. Thank you guys for watching the latest episode of the Candace Owens Show. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. As many of you guys already know, PragerU is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. I would really appreciate your support.